For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Okay, let's now catch up then with the Murutim Talanis trainer, Colin Nathan, again, because we did speak to him last Wednesday. He promised that they will deliver, and they certainly did. Colin, good evening and uh, congratulations, and thanks again for speaking to us on SAFM. Viva Tabisa, viva listeners. How you doing? Thank viva, you. Viva, Amandla. <laughs> he seemed like a champ. Yeah, he seemed like a tough nut to crack, though, this Corroda. Was that what you expected from him? Yes. Um, if you know, going over the footage, I knew he would be tough. I knew he'd be very durable. But I didn't think he would take that amount of punishment. It was actually frightening. I was looking at the tape now. And those last championship rounds, he took a real pasting. A real pasting. I mean, I was thinking about it. If I was in the corner, I probably would have stopped it. Yeah, well, that's what the commentators actually said during the fight. They couldn't understand why the towel was, was, wasn't thrown. But having said that, do you think you guys could have closed it out earlier? Sorry, pardon me. No, I think I think Maruti fought well. I think Kuroda was always going to be there. He's got that warrior mentality, that samurai mentality, and those kind of fighters just don't know how to quit. You know. And and what was your strategy going into that fight? I'm sure you can tell us now. Yeah, now I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew Kuroda was square for the jab, and. What we didn't want to do was allow Karada to get into a rhythm, and the jab was the key for centering everything off Karada. So ideally what we needed to do was, when Karada finished punching, he disengaged in lines. So you're square up for the jab. And, I mean, that's the most basic punch in boxing. And Maruti's got a beautiful jab. And, you know, everyone thinks Maruti's getting on, but they can't avoid that, avoid that jab. And if you look at, at the damage inflicted on Karada, yeah. it was predominantly set up by the jab. Yeah, no. So his eyes were swollen. They were they were actually yeah. uh, closed. What? You, well, you seem to be in control of the fight. I mean, throughout. But what were you telling Amoruti uh, in between the rounds? So I thought after four rounds we were behind. After eight, I thought it was very close. And I said to Muruti, funny enough, I said, "Look, it's close. We could be behind." And I said, "I need you to pick up the tempo," which he did the last four rounds. And two of the judges had us winning the last three of the last four, and one judge had us sweeping all four, which solidified the, the victory and I just I just wanted Maruti to obviously be very dominant in the championship rounds which he was his conditioning yeah. was superb you know people think back to when he fought Wasim and we overtrained for that fight yeah. and if you look at his fight with Sakamoto and Nakarada he was very strong in the championship rounds that's because I slowed him down in training and I felt that he overtrained in the Wasim fight and that's why he blew quite hard in the championship round and, and what is it about Maruti that he keeps going despite being on the other side of 30? Dedication, commitment, very disciplined, doesn't let himself go between camps, doesn't balloon in terms of weight, lives a clean, healthy lifestyle, no drinking, no smoking, and just credit to him. He is honestly one of the legends to come out of African boxing, not just South Africa, I think. You know, he's just remarkable. He's one of those guys who you just look at his career and you think, wow. Yeah. One fight in the last 11 years, I think two in the last 15. And he's surely now got the respect of the Japanese people. I saw they clapped for him at the end, even though he was not the home fighter, obviously. Yeah, very respectful, very respectful. And, and obviously, it's a bit surprising that they got the national anthem wrong. I mean, if you, I was watching the tape, I, I, I scrunched my face up when they started playing the old national anthem. It was just 
I thought it was a little poor form. I don't think it was done maliciously. But in terms of respect and, and obviously, you know, the, the admiration for he, for, for, for Maruti was was there. And, and I don't think that the Japanese would intentionally disrespect Maruti as the champion. But they were very respectful before, during and after. And now, uh, Charlie Edwards has come back to say that he's keen for a fight, a unification fight. You did say that uh, there is talk of Charlie Edwards or even uh, Tanaka. But what will it take now to make this one with Charlie Edwards happen? Well, Tanaka's people, actually, I had a meeting with them for unification. They don't want anything to do with Maruti. And, you know, Charlie Edwards is an MTK fighter, as is Maruti and Talani now. So putting that fight together shouldn't be difficult. It just depends on the figures. Eddie Hurton has tweeted saying that he's keen. He's said it on social media, talk is cheap, you know, show me the money. So, oh, okay. So, so are you saying it's about, are you saying it's between Charlie Edwards or Tanaka? No, Tanaka won't. Tanaka's trainer doesn't want anything to do with Maruti. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So now Charlie Edwards and principles agreed. We put out a video that went viral, close to 90,000 views, saying we want to fight. That's now, you know, Eddie Hearn needs to put up or shut up, you know. And with Tanaka, what are their reasons? Oh, Maruti hits too hard, man. They've <laughs> seen what he does to the... <laughs> yeah, so that they, they... So I think Tanaka's got a mandatory at the WBR. And the plan for them, I believe, is for them to go out and fight Aiko for the 115 title, provided mm-hmm. Aiko wins. So they don't want anything to do with Maruti. Their, their plan for Tanaka is for Tanaka to win the 115-pound title and become the first Japanese fighter to win titles in four divisions. Mm-hmm. So they, they, yeah, they feel Maruti is too dangerous, and I can't blame them. <laughs> well, it's fitting then that Boxing SA have decided to honor him with a special recognition award uh, this coming Friday. You must also be delighted. Actually, you also nominated then. Good luck to you too. And so are you. So good luck to you too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And and just back to the stem, uh, Colin, uh, did you guys yeah. raise it then with the authorities in Japan? How does it work? Do you report it to, BS, to BSA? No, y- y- you know what? Like I'm saying, I was a little flustered by them playing that. And, you know, you get caught up in the emotions and so forth of what you need to do. And my job was merely to focus on what I need to do in the corner and instruct Maruti. And then obviously all of us just being caught up in the moment of victory it kind of slipped my mind into wheels on the way back to the hotel. And I was thinking, what was that all about? Yeah. But in terms of, of them doing it purposely, that's what I'm saying to you. I don't think it was done maliciously. I think it was an oversight. I'm not sure if it was the promoter of the TV network, irrespective. They should have checked. Um, it was a bit poor form of them. But I don't think it was done intentionally to, to upset us. So, um, no, I didn't raise it. Um, I know there's a lot of people on social media have, have been upset by it, and I understand. And I was a bit taken aback. But at the end of the day, you know, victory was great, you know, was great in itself, and I, I don't think it was done maliciously. Okay, and then what's next for you? Who, who's next that's fighting? Sure, I've got a lot of things coming up. Obviously, now my focus turns to, I've got some prelim kits. Um, I've got some stuff coming up for Reina Liebenberg. I've got the IBF Eliminator with the Zingo Gawa, which I need to address. I'm, I'm busy. I'll be in the gym tomorrow, being in the office behind my laptop, putting the deals together. You know how I roll. Viva, let's go, champ. And just finally, you did mention that Muruti is, is signed to MTK. For those who are not yes. familiar, what, what, what exactly does that mean? 
MTK is the largest boxing management company in the world. I head up MTK Africa, uh, basically putting the best fights together, brokering the best deals, looking after the fighters' well-being. Uh, I have a few fighters from South Africa signed and signed to MTK Africa for MTK Global. Our biggest client is Tyson Fury. I don't have to explain who that is. <laughs> so it's just growing in leaps and bounds, and it's just great to be associated with such a global and big brand like, like MTK Global. Okay, great stuff, Colin. All the best. Well done again, and uh, keep Thank going, you. mate. Thank you. I'll see you on Friday. Viva. Let's go, champ. Ciao. Okay, it's definitely in happy spirits there, uh, Colin Nathan. Happy to be home also. It sounds like the kids also uh, missed him. He was away in Japan for at least uh, 10 uh, days uh, there. And uh, we are building up to the Boxing South Africa Awards of 2018. They're happening on Friday at the Sentin Convention Center. There was a press conference this week. And let's speak to Boxing South Africa CEO now, Mr. Tsulufelo Lijaka, to find out how preparations are going. Mr. CEO, good evening and thanks for joining us on SAFM. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and uh, good evening to your listeners on this uh, Boxing Wednesday. Must have, been a, must have been a busy week for you, and uh, it's going to be busy until Friday, but how are things going? Well, uh, things are going well so far. Uh, there will always be one or two challenges that will distract one's attention and focus, but I'm happy with uh, the state of readiness. Um, our nominees, uh, they've been communicated to. I think we are bringing a full house of nominees. Uh, at this point in time, there's only one or two nominees who've uh, presented apologies. We're trying to work with them around the challenges to ensure that they ultimately make it. The guest list uh, confirmations are coming through. Uh, but the one thing that we will have to confirm probably tomorrow will just be the broadcast arrangements uh, to ensure that uh, South Africans do have access to experience what will be taking place in Sentinel. And I'm told that there will be a bout, is that correct? If so, who's fighting? Yes, uh, what we've done this year is that we've incorporated um, uh, an active tournament in the package. So we have uh, four fights in total. Uh, We have one development uh, fight, a four-rounder. We've got a provincial title. And then lastly, we then uh, also have... um, a national male as well as a national female title fight. Oh, okay. That sounds good. And then there is also something that I saw today that Arnold Schwarzenegger could be there. Is that correct? Arnold Schwarzenegger would be there. There's a category that uh, he will be presenting. <laughs> it was a tough one, David, to decide where, uh, which, which category we make him present. But we do have confirmation that will be coming. Remember that there's, this is the fourth year now that a relationship exists between ourselves, Gauteng, and the Arnold Classic Africa. Uh-huh. Last year, he couldn't come through because of ill health. But uh, Mr. Wayne Price was part of the media briefing we had yesterday. And right directly from the horse's mouth, he confirmed that Arnold will indeed not only be uh, amongst us, but he will be part of the proceedings and take active role to confer one of the awards. Ah, oh, that is a great news. Looking forward then uh, to meeting Commando. That's Commando, right? That's coming. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's Commando. Well, I'm a little bit uh, old age, so to me, he will be Terminator. Ah, oh, he's terminated to you. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. And then the other question that we've been getting, that's a bit uh, a common, is are, are, are people allowed or is it just by invite? No, at this point in time, it's uh, strictly by invite uh, because of the nature of the event and hence, 
this broadcast arrangement that we will com- confirm and communicate tomorrow is so important mm-hmm. to ensure that we are connected with the multitudes of uh, the boxing fraternity across the board and from wherever they will be. But at this point in time, it's a close invite. Mm. We have ensured that the guest list itself is as reflective and representative of the sector, its stakeholders, its legends, uh, and different practitioners along the, across the value chain as possible. Okay, great. Looking forward to that, and we will see you <laughs> on Friday. And just before we let you go, I mean, there was a the bit of controversy ahead of Murutim Talana's fight. I know that you're going to honor him on a Friday, and it's been well received. But did you hear that they played the disturb and as Boxing South Africa? What do you do in a situation like that, and how do you feel about that? Well, I must start on, um, with a, a, a frank ad- admission, uh, Tabiso. Uh, I, I didn't actually uh, notice that part. I think because of the little awkwardness of the, the, time. the tournament. You know, it, it took a place at 1 o'clock when... On Monday. Uh, in, we, are, we are preparing, yeah, Monday, Monday when, we are, when my side had this, uh, a lot of other things. So I didn't pick that up. I mean, I, I just you know, literally came in, joined the fight at a time when it's happening, uh, and rooted from, from Ruti. Mm. But uh, we got that feedback uh, after the fact. I think my points on this one are, are four. The first one is that we are happy that this did not distract uh, Muruti and the team from duty. Uh, but they were able to perform against that. I can imagine it must have affected them. Uh, secondly, the, the, the feedback I'm getting from the team, and I've been in discussion a lot with uh, Colin right before they even traveled back until today, mm. is that they generally believe that this was an oversight and it has no malice at all. And the reason they base it, uh, they, they make that assumption is because of other things uh, leading to, during, and after the fight. Thirdly, I also believe generally that there was no way that the Talani crew could have anticipated, because typically when a boxer travels, they are not involved at all in the production. Yeah. But fourthly, and which is the most important, that from our side as boxing South Africa, I've already instructed my office that we must communicate back the hosting commission uh, to bring this to their attention so that there is no repeat. So we accept that it might probably be an oversight, but I think it then plays out an obligation on our side to educate and ensure that this does not happen again. Okay, brilliant stuff. Mr. Tsululi Jaka, thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM and we uh, certainly wish you all the best. Actually, before I let you go, I've got to ask you, we're going to speak to Ali Funeka up next. He retired a couple of days ago and he did say that he had some challenges with PSA, especially regarding the MRI scan whenever he had to go fight overseas. Um, I'm sure you've seen the statement. Is there anything you'd like to clarify there? Well, uh, I think my point is this one, uh, uh, Tabiso. Um Ali's file is is, is, uh, is at this point a CEO's file. You know, when things are normal, uh, they will be handled by directorate operations. But I escalated Ali's file to my office because I could understand the dynamics around it. And this happened after the uh, his uh, expedition to Russia where he went without the clearance. Uh, and I think there was outrage across the boxing sector, you know, calling for his punishment and so on and so on. So I called Ali in. I sat with him and his manager in my office. And I understood this matter uh, in all its multifacetedness and most importantly, also from a personal point of view. So I've got quite a close relationship with Ali. I understand his problems uh, and I understand his challenges. And uh, I think at a point when he talks to you, he'll also tell you some of the overtures that we have done to ensure that we simplify, for example, the same issues of the MRI. Um, I, I don't know if you'll be talking to him or also be talking to Barney, his manager, you know, yes. um, 
and, uh, but he can attest to those things. But I think, to be honest, um, uh, Ali's issue, it, it's a painful one, uh, but it's a necessary one. When a boxer is in his age, uh, unfortunately, we have duty to him as well, to protect him from a medical point of view. And if the medical committee calls for any particular report, you have to produce that. It's a non-negotiable, it's done in the best interest of a boxer. Uh, and that is why when I started to, uh, to, to, to realize that he sometimes believes that he's being prejudiced, I said, okay, let me escalate it to my office so that uh, I'm able to see if there is any of those elements. And then I honestly don't think that from Boxing South Africa's point of view, there's anything that we would have done or we have done maliciously uh, to affect or discourage Ali from active participation in boxing. Uh, I've, I've got direct line with Ali, I've got direct line with his uh, trainer, Bani, I've got direct line with his manager, Mr. Ntikele Lomanyifani. So I, I, I know it. But I, I think uh, let's afford Ali an opportunity to address South Africa through your platform and put his story uh, on record. Okay, Mr. Lijaka, thank you very much for giving us your side of the story, sir, and we wish you all the best once again uh, for Friday. Looking forward to those ones at the Sentin Convention Center. As usual, when I say my evening prayer tonight, I'll also pray for you. Uh, <laughs> because you're, a you're far too kind. You're far too kind. Pray for all of us nominees. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Lijaka. Thank you. That's the Boxing South Africa CEO. Up next, we are going to speak to Ali Funeka. He was supposed to uh, be live in studio, but I do understand that he had to uh, go see a doctor today, so he's not able to speak to us live, but he has uh, been kind enough to agree.